Hi, Tribe. I'm Evelyn. And I'm Versavia. And you're listening to Objectively Typed, a podcast where we explore the objective personality system. Today, we'll be discussing LeBron James, who is arguably the best basketball player ever, depending on who you talk to. <laughs> yeah, he was a fun one to type. I didn't know anything about him going into this. I am not a sports person at all. Yeah, so I am from Cleveland, born and raised. And so, of course, I've like heard of LeBron. And my, my family happens to be uh, season ticket holders to the Cavaliers. And so... Um, LeBron James grew up in Akron, Ohio, which is kind of like just outside of Cleveland. It's not close enough to be considered a suburb. Like Akron is its own little uh, town, if you will. But it's like close enough that if you were in Cleveland at that time, like you were hearing about him, he was in high school, he was a star player, and he basically went from high school to the pros. And so he played for the Cavs for, oh, from 2003, I want to say, yeah, to 2010. And then in 2010, he went to the Miami Heat in this very, like, controversial move. It was called The Decision, and ESPN did this whole special, and it was this whole thing. And he's like, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. And it was because the Cavs, like, weren't winning. And so a lot of people in Cleveland, like, hated LeBron for a long time because they were like, you were a homegrown boy. And you left us to go win, to go, you know, because we're, I guess we're not winner enough for you. A lot of burn jerseys, this whole thing. Uh, he won some championships in Miami and ends up coming back to Cleveland. And he ended up winning a championship for Cleveland, which is a huge deal for those of us from Cleveland. Um, it was the first championship any team in Cleveland had won since I think the 60s or something like that. Like, in 52 years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've had family members that, you know, were born, lived their entire life and died and had never seen a championship. And like, I remember that day um, because my father was actually visiting here on the, the finals like that when we won. And LeBron yells into the thing, Cleveland, this is for you. And this whole thing, <laughs> like it was huge. And like uh, the other interesting thing about LeBron being from Cleveland is there was a um, so the, the Cavaliers play in a place called Quicken quicken loans arena and there's this like huge banner of lebron with his arms outstretched in almost this like savior way and so he was almost seen as like the savior of cleveland in some ways <laughs> and so just recently so we're recording this in january 2019 and i i think it was um just a few few uh, like a week or a few weeks or a month ago or so he went to, to the LA Lakers so he's a free agent now and he signed with the LA Lakers so he left Cleveland again I guess he let he probably announced the the departure a few months ago um but the season started I'm not a big source fan either so I don't know in the fall or something like that but so he is now an LA Laker but that departure was a lot different than when he went to Miami like the city is like it's okay you gave us a a championship we understand he's also 34 now he's starting to get to the end of his career a little bit you know and and people are, are more like goodbye lebron yeah one of the that's fine interviews that i uh watched uh someone was asking him like what happens if when your son graduates high school and he plays while you're still in the league like yeah and he was saying how like you know what that's when i'll retire i'll, I'll call it i'll call it done you know, hang up the shoes. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, just such a crazy idea. So, I mean, that's kind of the overview of of LeBron. And I, I mean, as far as his career, yeah, as far as his there's also he grew up raised by a single mom, um, grew up in an area where like 
the kind of career that he has had people don't even dream about and the fact that he's been able to do this and he's also given a lot back to his community including very recently he opened a school yep called i promise in um in akron akron yeah akron in akron yeah yeah he's an interesting guy i definitely went into it <laughs> i didn't have too many expectations because i don't think i'd ever watch a single interview with lebron obviously i'd heard the name uh but then walking away from it i was like I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for him and what he's done. Yeah. I think he's a really interesting yeah, he, person. He actually is. Yeah, I know. I It's funny because I picked him, but I'm also not a, a huge, huge sports fan. I, I've seen him play oh, one one time. I happen to be back in Cleveland. And like I said, my family has season tickets. And um, so I did get to go to a game. So I have actually seen him play like in person and everything. And like, I just remember at the time, I remember he like left the court and didn't didn't acknowledge anybody and so I thought I had this like really weird just perception just from that I was just like really but then I found out about how he had opened the school and how much he was giving back to his community so even though I think he was just so focused on the game you know they were losing they were losing that was the other Mm -hmm. aspect of this particular game (laughs) they were losing against the uh, Golden State Warriors who are their big kind of west coast rival especially at that time um and so I think he was just focused, but it, it just struck me. I was just like, really? You just walked right by all those kids? But now now having gotten to know him a little bit better through this process, yeah, my perception of him has changed um, significantly. So, yeah. So let's jump into it, I guess. Yeah. So what did you get? I'll let you start this oh, time. Oh, man. Um, so he, th- there were some parts that hit me right away. And the two biggest parts were tribe over self, like in amounts I haven't seen with anybody else and I don't know if that's because I've gotten better at spotting it or if he just has it in large amounts and I saw sensing over intuition but not in a hugely neither one of those was in a hugely imbalanced way Mm -hmm. but I was seeing over and over and over again those were the things that I'm like yes definitely what I ended up landing on And I was back and forth on Observer Decider for quite a long time. And there was a a short Oprah interview that he did where I ended up landing on the Observer side of it. Mm -hmm. I ended up with M-F-S-E-T-E play blast sleep consume. Interesting. As always. (laughs) We all, I know. This is why we're doing this, folks, because we're still learning this. Very much so. What did you get? Well, so, um, okay. So, interesting because I have a different type. So I, what stuck out to me was also the S over N. So I agree with you there. Um, To me, what also stuck out was Observer. Um, To me, he was very balanced between tribe and self. Um, And he, well, here, I'll just go. I had self above tribe because of the, and this kind of goes back to the, the old style checklist, the one from the summer of build up the self so the tribe can be inspired. I feel like that drives LeBron quite a bit. Um, and so that's where I landed with him was self above tribe. So my full type was M-F-S-E-F-I, consume, sleep, blast with playlist. So my audio twin? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your audio twin, absolutely. Interesting. You had him as play last. Yeah, I, I went back and forth on that one. Um, I, I, I saw uh, play above sleep. I'm sorry, sleep above play. Sorry, sorry. Sleep above play. So I knew he had sleep above play, but I wasn't sure how far apart those things were. And I saw that he could blast. Like he was very, very comfortable with blast. He was, yeah. Um, and so I knew blast was activated in some way. Um, there was a, 
there was one interview that I watched. Um, it was uh, him in a car yes. driving through yes. his old town. And um, I forgot. I think her name was Carrie, the driver. Carrie Champion. At one point, she's like, wow, that was a great lesson, LeBron. Oh, yeah. he And it was just mm-hmm. like. He blasts. Yeah, he great. blasts with the best of them. And yeah. in, in the HBO special, um, the or it's like a show, I guess, called The Shop. There are moments where I was, because I was typing in, and my husband's there and everything. And like, so we would pause the video and I'd say like, look, that is blast. Because even like without any audio, you could just see from like the way he was sitting. And granted, it's quasi produced by him so like of course it like shows him in a slightly more positive light but he is clearly like in the middle of the tribe like teaching the tribe um he's very comfortable so i knew it was activated blast i just yeah because of the way the math because i had him as consume he can't be you can't be consume blast that's not the way it works um in op land yeah. <laughs> and so because of that blast becomes a demon but it's definitely an activated demon and i don't think it's a troublesome demon if you will you know uh, the other although i guess well let's go down the checklist because i was going to say a little bit more on his blast but i'll i'll save it the other thing so it's, it's interesting that you got consumed the, the one thing i couldn't reconcile about the type everything about the type like once i like put all the parts together and did the little chart and saw what was activated and what wasn't um everything all of a sudden made sense the one part that ha- still doesn't quite make sense is that he has a very calm chill energy to him yeah that play blasts just i have yet to yeah see. and so yeah i have him as consumed sleep which kind of made sense for that yeah that that calm energy yeah and i could see him having that kind of energy so what was your type again um i had him as um audio s-e-t-e play blast sleep consume okay so i had consume last for him i, I saw i i almost want to see like he, i saw him consuming more than i saw him playing but i saw I saw so much TE, I couldn't shake that one. I saw so much tribe over self. Um, yeah. But we'll get to yeah. that. So let's jump into, what do we usually start with? Observer decider, the very top. So we agreed there. Uh, both of us said observer. Yeah. You said you saw a lot of it, though. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, I think for me, it was both um, the observer in that he was all about the information. Like, he was all about the information, and he would say things like, like, when reflecting on his estranged father, he would say something like, well, who knows, if I were to go back, how I would act in that situation, given the information I had. It really reminded me of the Kim Kardashian class, where she said something along the lines of, if I had known better, I would have done better. I heard a lot of sort of that talk from him of, like, having the knowledge or having the information is what allows him to to be his best. So I saw a lot of that sort of observer-isms, if you will. And then I also saw a lot of double deciding. Like, even in that, so even in that interview you were talking about where he's driving around with Carrie Champion, um, she's an ESPN personality. She was on First Take, which is like my husband's like favorite show. But that's another whole other thing. Um, Stephen A might be an interesting one to type one day. But uh, so in that car... He's sitting there with um, Kevin Durant, Mm -hmm. who is on the other side. Like, those two are going to play each other the next day in the All-Star game. And they are just super chill. So, I mean, I know that's like a total anecdote kind of thing. But it's like, it it wasn't like, I hate you, you know, in a decidery way. It wasn't uncomfortable. Yeah, not at all uncomfortable. Like, he... and. I think even in that, he says, like, yeah, tomorrow morning we're going to play each other hard. We're going to work hard. But, you know, right now we're just sitting here chilling. I'm actually – I'm jumping a little bit, but it was that interview and uh, 
actually the contrast with Kevin and LeBron that Kevin struck me as somebody who was very much self above tribe because he kept talking about how he was building up himself all of these years and now he's at a place where like oh yeah I should give back to my community yeah yeah give back to my tribe whereas LeBron seemed to be more of a everything is to give to other people and if I want to give to other people better I need to build myself up yeah, so actually we can go to that next because that is the next one anyway, is um, is the identity versus versus tribe. That, t- that tends to be the one where you and I just disagree, and that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I keep going self, <laughs> um, which I, I mean, I was well aware of in this particular case, um, but I still, so I think in my mind, I, I was trying not to 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 do that um but i saw i saw a lot of builds up the south uh so the tribe can be inspired but i think where you saw it as uh well i i was already gonna put some words in your mouth so i won't i won't do that but no go for it i'll tell you if they're wrong (laughs) so the thing like to me that seemed to be his natural tendency was to build up himself it seemed like his whole mission in life was to build up himself so the tribe could be inspired and so like that's why he works on his game um that's why he does what he does and it actually took him a while to i know with a lot of the um so it it came out a lot i feel like in the past year year and a half of athletes kind of speaking out in a political way and lebron is is known he's known as the best in his sport as you know nba and he's also known as a leader like on his teams so again back to that activated blast but it took him a while to actually like speak out and i think it was because he was sort of like i'm just building up myself so the tribe can be inspired i'm just doing my thing and then finally he realized wait the tribe is calling on me i need to speak up i need to say something um so yeah so that was one aspect of it and then i so one of the it's interesting yeah go on i kind of interpreted that as more of the opposite where who am i to speak about this I'm just one of a of the tribe, but then coming to the realization that the tribe needs me to step into this role. Yeah. And so I will. Mm-hmm. I, I That's uh, one thing that I heard from him a lot is like, if this is what the tribe needs of me, then I will do it. Yeah. If this is like, there was one interview where um, a really lovely CNN interview, actually, um, at the end, the guy asked him like, hey, would you run for president? Would you get into politics? And he was like, nah, he's like, okay. What if it was like you or Trump right. or like this is what people really needed from you? He's like, if this is what people needed, yeah. then yeah. But if people needed me to be president, there are bigger yes. problems. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he said. It was really yeah. well put. Well, and that's where I had him as savior F.I. Because I felt like he really knew what he valued and what he cared about. But he didn't. It was like, this is just my value. Like, this is what I care about. And I'm completely and utterly driven by that. And politics is is not that. That's not his FI, right? So for you to say, like, for for me, it was like he didn't feel that that he would be the one that's needed for that, if you will. Um, I did I did go back and forth though, and that's why I have him as a double decider also because he does obviously care about yeah, the tribe. He's very yeah. Balanced. I mean, he obviously cares about the tribe. I mean, he opened up a school and he gives back to his community. It just felt like. It just it just really did feel like to me that most like when he wakes up in the morning, what he's thinking about is how can I get better and how can I improve who I am in order to uh, inspire those around me. Um, he yeah, I cannot find the quote. So I, I thought I had written it down, but but he, there was a there was a quote and it could be one of those like save your state type 
things where this was his realization over time. But he was, it was in the, um, one of the HBO shows where he says, I'd rather lose while being myself than lose being what they want me to be. And to me, that was very much a, like, of an F.I. like savior statement. Yes, I, I totally agree with you. And I think I know which one you're talking about. I interpreted that more of a, this is a hard thing for me to say, but it's a, it's something that I have come to realize. And so I need to acknowledge it mm-hmm. kind of thing that like my natural state is to be who they want me to be. Um, but me asserting who I am, especially because of that masculine FI, which it seems like you and I both saw. Yes. That that was not an easy thing for him to say. Yeah. I also, um, uh, there there were some elements of his story that reminded me of Will Smith. So I looked up oh. Will's type and to see if we have it available. And Will is um, audio F-E-S-E, play blast. Interesting. Consume. And I saw very much an element of that he needs to bring his tribe with him as he becomes successful. Like, because he's done very much a lot of that, and he's also given a lot back to his community. Um, And that, like, his family, his kids, especially, I think the very first thing that started me on the Will train of thought was uh, hearing LeBron talk about his kids and how he interacts with his family and his children reminded me a lot of Will uh, with his kids. Mm -hmm. And kind of that way of, like, that this is his tribe and he needs to bring him with us and because they are his motivation for being and for a lot of his decisions. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because I thought he was similar to Barack Obama in that respect. (laughs) And Barack Obama is S-E-T-I. And, you know, Barack is also very famous as being a community organizer and, you know, a grassroots campaign. So, yeah, I mean. And this is why you can't look for the. No, you can't. For the behaviors. You have to look for the patterns and the freakouts. And so to me, when I look at the why behind his actions, I I see a lot of like, I need to build myself up. But, um, yeah. But what's interesting is we both had him on the FITE spectrum again. And the so our, our axes, again, are the same, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we seem to be doing fairly well on that front. Yeah. In terms of what we see. Yeah, we're seeing the same functions. Yeah. I was, I have to say, was surprised by EP. <laughs> I wasn't. And it's interesting that both of our types, we did have him as lead SE, but we also had him as a glass lizard. We both saw him pulling up that NI. Yeah. Even though he collected before he looked for the patterns. Yeah, so, okay, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, I, th- I think for me, uh, like I said, I saw sleep above play. And like one good example of that was it was an example where somebody had like written some huge check and was like, look, it was basically like cash money right now if you take my deal or you could walk away. And there's a, you know. There was a possibility that he would never get another deal. Yeah, it was ten million. Yeah, but it was like if you sign with me, yeah, you can't sign ever with Nike, Adidas, any other company, right? And he didn't take it, and like his friend, and he was like twenty at right? the time too, <laughs> right? So yeah. that was like he to me. I saw that nifi sleep. Like he was like processing what matters to him and why, and and able to do that, and not just jump in and play. So I think that's part of that activated NI, you know, that we're both seeing is that he definitely, he definitely can 
project into the future. Yeah. And that was, uh, there was, um, I saw a lot of sensor, 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 but I wasn't sure if I was seeing gather or organize on the sensory. I wasn't sure uh, which one of those temperaments I was seeing. And when I was l- listening to that part, I'm like, is he SI? Like, is that like that ability can, to yeah, yeah. organize and to think through those things and like that kind of self-control and right. in- incredible self-control right. to be able to walk away from 10 million dollars <laughs> when you're 20 right. years old yeah. are you who, kidding who me us? that's like right. yeah yeah holy hell yeah i had i had gather over organize and i wrote it as tentative so i hear you on that like i wasn't sure um what i did notice was he, he was seemed to be interested in gathering new experiences first then building on known information from there so it was like gathering the new and he also yeah. He also seemed to always sort of favor new and open um, communication. So I always, um, in my mind, associate that with more of an OE type behavior of like, let's keep the doors open and let's not narrow. You know, let's open up the ideas and open up the theories and things. And so that's what I saw him doing. Um, and that's where I came down on gather over organize. But I was a little bit like, like to your point, like, is this SI? It didn't, he doesn't strike me as that, but. You know, sometimes a checklist leads you in interesting places. So that's very true. Um, and the other thing um, where I saw the SC, why I ended up landing on the gather over the organize, um, he talks about like one of the reasons he opened, I promise, one of the reasons he does a lot of the work that he does is because of this sentiment of how can you think you can be something if you don't see somebody else mm-hmm. being at first? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like of giving people in the uh, places where he grew up examples of what they could be giving them the sensory because he needed the sensory because he yes. needs the sensory before he can step into that intuition and yes spot the yes, yes yes and he also talks a lot about how he feels that sensory commonality with those kids in that area like he's like i was them like i walked these same streets it's clear that like the sensory and i, I guess this also kind of points to we both had masculine sensory is like he it he really seems to have that embodied memory of Akron, of that time period, of his, you know, childhood. I was, yeah, I was a little back and forth on whether his uh, sensory is masculine or feminine, though. I definitely saw masculine FI and feminine TE. Very feminine TE. Wonderful, strong feminine TE. But I wasn't sure on the sensory, but then a lot of it was how great his memory is, which I know is a very anecdotal. Well, and it's funny, I... I also was a little bit soft on it, too. And I, for me, having seen him play in the finals and stuff like that, a lot of he's known for an aggressive play style. Like he's known for being very pushy and very shovey on the sensory. Um, I remember in the finals that I watched uh, the the 2016 where they won, he did this amazing block where he essentially like jumped up and somebody was making they were shooting the ball towards the basket and he like jumped up and shoved the ball into the backboard so that it wouldn't go into the basket. So the block was on the ball. And it was just like, whoa. Now, granted, he's a professional athlete. That's totally anecdotal. And so, yeah, I wrote down M sensory mostly based on his very aggressive play style (laughs) just because I've seen it. (laughs) I've seen it firsthand where I must have watched that block a million times on YouTube because I was just so impressed with just the way he just shoved right into the ball. He like smashes the ball against the backboard itself. Like, it's pretty crazy. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, with 
well, we have the same Krant stack. We just have, you have him as um, consume. I have him as play. So I have him as a jumper. Yes. Uh, but he also has uh, his lead functions. Well, not lead. His first two functions in the stack, S-E and F-I, are masculine. Mm-hmm. And whereas his um, bottom two functions are both feminine. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think, um, which played itself out very interestingly once I like looked at, unfolded that whole code and what's double activate and what's not. But, um, yeah, so we both saw Gather Over Organize. Yes, we did. Yeah. And both saw a lot of that sensory. Yeah, a lot of the sensory. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the social temperament? Yeah, let's talk about the letters. That's what I I was also looking at next. um, Because, yeah, we basically talked about the feeling, thinking, sensing. And so let's put them together. So um, I I think this is the other reason why I ended up with the self above tribe is that I saw more of an SF temperament than ST also. Yeah. Yeah, the sees the value in the physical world and seeks to figure out the reasons in the abstract. And and a little bit maybe anecdotal, that classic sort of popularity thing, because he definitely values the physical world. Like he values physical things. <laughs> like, I mean, to make it very, very simple and basic, like he, he values his shoes and he values his cars and he values his things like that. Um, he's very clear with his FI. I think that's the other thing I just saw, like, oh my god levels of fi from him he's very very clear of like i like this i don't like that i'm gonna do what i i value and sometimes that aligns with the tribe and that's great and sometimes it doesn't um so yeah but you saw more st well i actually i never got a very strong read on the um on the letters uh, i think part of it was uh, i just kept seeing other parts and i never spent the time um that i should have on the social temperaments to kind of see which one i was seeing um, I definitely saw a lot more of the, um, a lot more of the sensory, as I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether I saw popularity or reporter, um, I kind of, I saw elements of both. Um, so would would you say that the TE came more from, um, you saw that he was tribe above self and then was more focused on the reasons than the values i saw and i know like we're looking at each part in isolation but there's also like there's just a there's a different flavor to it when people are in different axes right especially on the decider axes like the observer axes are sometimes a little more nebulous for me but the decider axes when someone's f-i-t-e or someone is t-i-f-e it's like yeah uh, huge they're speaking completely different it's languages la- it feels like a language thing to me yeah i agree with i yeah. agree with that so you could tell that he was speaking the f-i-t-e language if you will <laughs> yeah, yeah that that was definitely um not something i could point to in the sensory it was more of a uh this is what i'm seeing i'm not sure where i'm seeing it but i'm gonna like as i mentioned the things that i really saw was tribe above self and uh savior right. sensory those are the things i saw right. a lot and the te was just yeah so yeah so tribe above self but not effie kind of thing yes yeah no no effie anywhere near him no 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 effie anywhere in fact and so (laughs) the thing so the thing that happened that kind of prompted me to say hey maybe we should um do lebron and so like i said my my husband's like favorite show is first take which is this like espn talk show essentially and they were mentioning this tweet that he had done i don't know if you heard about this it just happened um like a month ago or something like that where he said something like we're out here making this jewish money and people like the tribe freaked out 
at him for this. And so to your point about self, about Tribe of Self, though, he like immediately took it down. It was like, oh, I'm sorry. That's not at all what I meant. Right. So he wasn't, he definitely did not dig in of like, Tribe, don't tell me what I get to do. Um, but what it was, was he was quoting a song. Um, he was quoting a song that yeah. he likes, I guess. And I guess he does this. And so for I think for me, what I saw a lot was feeling and identity, those two together. And so that's where I was leaning because he's like he always was going leading first with like this is what I like to do this is what I like to do and then you have to kind of like pull him back from from that and but that to me was an example of him not really having Effie because it feels like if you have Effie somewhere you would at least sort of like know the tribe's not going to value this (laughs) that you're putting this out here but it was like I like this it works I'm gonna go ahead and, and tweet it and it was like no no that was completely perceived yeah, the wrong way <laughs> yeah. yeah and so i i just uh you know did the the little chart that shows you what's double activated what's single activated on yeah. all of that and it's fascinating because even though we got uh we had similar functions but very different animals very different animals he has that double activated ni yes and he, he's a very balanced type yes which we both landed on accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at least I wasn't like looking for a balance type. No. But it makes a lot of sense because he doesn't seem to have any freakouts anywhere. And like I looked for, you know, especially in in sports, I was expecting to see a lot of freakouts or like anger. I tried to find examples of him angry. And like the examples that I found was him like one sentence He's being a little bit short with a reporter. Yeah. I'm like, this is him angry? Like, Yeah. And yeah, exactly. His, he doesn't, you don't see that. And like you said, with a, with athletes, sometimes you do. But with LeBron, he is. And he's, I think he's kind of known, he's kind of known in the sports world for being fairly even keeled and fairly balanced in, in that way, like from an emotional standpoint. And that's why he has a ton of respect, like in the league and things like that. Um, yeah. I, I'm thinking of something, but I'm not sure. I didn't write it down specifically, so it's just coming to me right now. But there was, I think it was in the Carrie, I don't remember which interview. I'm not even going to pretend like I remember which interview it was. But they were talking about how um, the question of whether some players want to play with him versus not wanting to play with him. because I And I do remember this when, when Kyrie Irving left the Cavs just somewhat recently. It was reported that he didn't want to play with LeBron or under LeBron's shadow and all this stuff. And because when you're the best, like it is kind of hard sometimes, I think if you're, if you're playing with somebody who is the best, like how do you stand out, especially if you're trying to build your brand and your career. And so they asked LeBron about this and he was very much, very, very chill about it. Like he was like, Oh, you know, like if somebody doesn't want to play with me, yeah, whatever. They can call me. They can let me know. Like, He's and so that to me that was another good example of him double deciding. Like he's like, yeah, there's me, there's the tribe, and if you want to play with me, and the other thing he was real clear on was like, if I want to play with you, I'm gonna call you up and I'm gonna let you know. <laughs> like, because somebody was asking yeah. him like, oh, are you out there recruiting for the Lakers? He's like, yeah, I've already called people. I've already like, I'm just now getting here. But he's like, I've been recruiting for <laughs> yeah, years now. I, I do this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's what I do. Yeah. So definitely yeah. balanced on those deciders. So could could go either way. Yeah. Um, there's one story that I think I heard a couple of times um, when he was talking about, so when he did move to Miami, his first year there was really brutal and really rough for him, apparently. And it sounds like in large part because why it was rough was because he 
because of all the hate yeah. and he's like oh if you guys hate me then fine i'll be that person you yeah. want me to be like i'll be that person that you can hate and then um he was kind of like i i think done with it and um his um i think d yeah, wade that's Dwayne wade was yep. also they're like yeah. they're like best um, friends. They they were both. He talked about how they were both kind of like the alphas yeah. on the team, and there was a lot of clash going on around that. That was one of the reasons why that year was so rough. And um, he was kind of like I think ready to just call it. And um, D Wade was like, "Hey, let's let's go chill in the Bahamas for a couple <laughs> yeah, weeks." Yeah, yeah. And he talks about yeah. that and how it was only after D Wade said, "You know what? I think it should be you. I think you should be the one leading the team." And he was kind of taken aback by it and only after that did he allow himself to step into that role and uh be the leader that he is but uh, you know for the mm-hmm. miami whatever the heat team that's the heat they, they are <laughs> <Yeah>. the heat. <laughs> some like hardcore miami heat fans like what <laughs> i do not know our team yeah Oh, man, I'm from the Northeast. I barely know the, like, Sox and Yankees. I realize that's a totally different sport. I actually don't know. Who do we have for basketball? Uh, in your area? In the Northeast. Or in the Northeast. Yeah. Um, there's, like, the, the New Northeast. York Knicks. Um, yeah, the, the Knicks. The, but does New England have The Boston have Celtics. I guess that's Boston. Oh. <laughs> they were kind of See, big. This is yeah, they, they were kind of big for a while. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know... Yeah, anyway. in the Bay Area, there's the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> they're well, yeah, I know they're that. They're a little famous. Um, I, I... <laughs> they do pretty well, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 they I guess. they do all right. They do all right. <laughs> um, yeah, my my last company is to have tickets for us for the Warriors games. Actually, yeah, yeah, that was another double decidery thing. Was he um he called Donald Trump a bum? after uh Mm -hmm. after donald trump essentially so so the golden state warriors won that year and so they were like invited to the white house like as you do and i guess like steph curry was like no i'm not coming you know and then and then trump was like well you're not invited (laughs) and then so lebron came on and called him a butt he's like you can't tell somebody if they weren't invited uh and or i'm sorry if they weren't going if they said they're not coming yeah you can't uninvite them right (laughs) (laughs) but his thing was like again Steph is somebody that he plays against he's an opponent but he was like look look at Steph Curry he's a good guy I have a lot of respect for the guy and Trump was totally out of line in that you know and so he had no problem calling him out in that it felt like he was always even relatively balanced like even with Trump who's like a controversial figure I think it was in that same CNN interview where the guy was asking him about Trump and what LeBron said was basically he feels like Trump takes easy things like misinformation and twist it to confuse people and to inflame people. You know what I mean? He was like, I just think he do- he does that. He didn't seem to think he he wasn't like Trump is just an evil person. It was more of a it was more of a like he uses the information in a bad way. And I, that's what I don't like, you know. There's um yeah, it's not an exact quote, but something he said something along the lines of he, Trump, um, uses anything that's popular yes. uh to negate what's on our mind. And I'm like, that is a great way of putting F E versus T E. Like Trump is using his demon F E mm-hmm. to like gather like to appeal to people's emotions and to get all of that going. And LeBron's like, nah, dude, that's not how it works for the tribe. Yes. Like don't don't do that. Yes. And it was uh it was I think it was just like a really well put example of 
what fe versus te how it works within the yeah tribe. yeah 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 i'm glad you i'm glad you had the quote because i swore that i wrote it down clearly i'm not finding anywhere i wrote down my quotes <laughs> okay so you want to talk about his animals at all like yeah so we haven't we haven't done the animals so let's go there yeah yeah this seemed to be the place where we deviated quite a bit yeah yeah so for him i saw i was doing a lot of like what's above what kind of thing and so like Mm. you know the way the animals work um once you have the two saviors that is the first animal so i had consume at the top and so i knew his consume was above his blast but i knew he had blast like he definitely teaches he definitely is seems comfortable to do that and the tribe really responds to it you can see that sort of tribe response to the person like they're not only are they teaching but they're also kind of directing the tribe um, so I knew he had blast activated somewhere. And then on the other two animals, and I, we we kind of did talk about this. I saw sleep above play. I saw his N-I-F-I sleep above his S-E-T-E play. Like he was willing to sort of consider what does this mean to me before I'm going to just go ahead and act, you know? He definitely had sleep not missing. One thing that I saw that he talked about a lot when people talk about his se- his success or when is he going to call it quits or all of that, he says, you know, it's when the body and the mind are aligned. Mm. Like as long as my mind and my body are still in this tune and like it seemed to me very much of this like I know what I am capable of. I know my internal world and so I can act from right. it. Uh, so he was not missing sleep. Sleep was not last. That was for sure. Yeah. So we both saw that he was he did not have blast and sleep last. But we disagreed on the play and consume. So it sounds like we disagree on how he is taking in the information. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm like I'm looking at my notes and the way that I wrote consume, at least in this respect, so maybe I should check the uh yeah, takes so the the checklist is takes in and respects info before getting started in teaching. And the way that I sort of wrote it down for him was gathers new sensory that he likes so the se plus the fi like driven by his interests and his values um yeah that's and i think and then then the other aspect is of course like sometimes it's hard at least in my experience to actually see the the lead animal play out in a person so like i'm lead play but i'm not like a yibby skibby crazy crazy go 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 kind of person so he could be lead play like very much so you know so i had him as play last but i didn't it wasn't that his play didn't exist yeah that it didn't exist it was more just i saw sleep above play yeah well this might be a good opportunity for us to kind of dive in and discuss um especially because it's something i'm always trying to better understand yeah the difference between consume and play and what it means to gather information for yourself versus gathering for the tribe yeah and i'm still very nebulous on that. yeah i feel like you've at least kind of studied this though more closely than i have um because it always does sort of like confuse me um yeah so what do you want to say about that consume versus play <laughs> i i don't know i think well being perfectly frank one of the reasons why i went with play well because it was for both of us you know i went with play you went with consume because it was the one that was at the top um but because i saw him tribing over self so much that right. it was like it had to be double activated right but as for play it seems more like oh god i don't um it, it, a lot of it i think is well two things one of it is expending energy and that idea of like um do you push the brakes 
before you expend the energy or do you expend the energy and then afterwards you push the brakes right right and on that front actually i don't know that i see one or the other with lebron yeah well that's where i saw the pushing the brakes first it kind of back to our 10 million dollar check example right where he pushed the brakes rather than go whole hog um yeah and also he (laughs) although this is this is kind of anecdotal and i don't even know that it's related to this question but it's an interesting little uh thing that I learned in studying him was that apparently even though he's like a bajillionaire you know he's got a lot of money apparently he's still very like penny pinching and frugal yeah yeah so I mean yeah of course this is just like an anecdotal thing of like oh is that is that stopping and preserving is that sleep you know kind of but so actually the thing that I saw and I wasn't sure if this was me projecting onto him or if this if I was actually seeing yeah. something. Um how I first started seeing S E was by seeing Demon and I. Mm-hmm. Um so I grew up also not with a lot of money and uh vi- like the first time I had money to spend was when I turned sixteen and had a yeah. job. Like I never could turn to my parents to ask them for, for some kind of cash flow. And so growing up with that kind of mentality it's uh very much this like single controlling abstract concept and now being in my life where i will never let that control me again right um kind of thing and that was the first time that i saw i started seeing this demon and i where like um where i'm not like yeah i have all of this money but tomorrow i might not Mm -hmm. and so i'm gonna be careful and intentional with how i spend it because i'm never gonna let it control me again yeah yeah do you think do you think there's any aspect of that that is also um valuing the sensory or valuing the um yeah i guess the sensory that's the word i want to use like is there some of that aspect like going on or is it just what do you mean well you know sf is sees the value if I could oh. just bring up the actual sees the value in the physical world and seeks to figure out the reasons in the abstract. So do you think some aspect of him, you know, sort of, I mean, actually valuing money and, and physical things is somewhat associated with that SF uh, social temperament? I think it's possible how I see SF consume play out more, at least for myself, um, is more of attributing sentimental value to physical things like there's a video where he talks about uh where he takes you through his shoe closet yeah yeah the shoe closet one i thought that was great (laughs) and he talks about like the the first shoes he played in or something like that like Mm -hmm. it was this physical thing right something in the sensory that he attributed a lot of fi personal value to and it was important to him right even though like it's shoes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so in that regard i saw the sf yeah. Um, and I think that's mostly how I see SF consume. And I definitely notice that in my own behavior where like, you know, my like I'm right now I'm looking at this bottle that I have um, that says Coca-Cola in it um, in Hebrew or Thai. I don't remember from my travels that has sand from the beaches of that country. In it. Right. Like, what the fuck is that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but my brain is like, oh, yeah, sentimental. Value. Well, yeah. And it's. I mean, we're saying sentimental value, but like in that video, which I thought was really cute of him in the in his closet and stuff and like how much he it was like what that shoe meant to him, even as a kid, the idea of like having your own shoes, you know, like he talked and he he could like rattle off the name of like this player who had it and this player who had it. So, yeah, I mean, that's another sort of argument for maybe he is Savior Tribe because he was kind of looking up to these other people who had those things and then he got that too you know 
Um, yeah. I wonder if I, I was just thinking about how you and I see the tribe versus self. We that tends to be a place where we usually we often disagree. Yeah. Um, and I was wondering if, at least for myself, if one of the reasons I'm seeing tribe is because on some level I see the behavior that is similar to my own behavior and I want to attribute it to tribe over self because that is where I'm stuck. Mm. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> that would be, yeah. You could, yeah, I guess this is the part where we have to go like deal with our own biases, right? And things like that. Yeah. yeah. And this is why Dave and Shannon so frequently talk about how you need to go through the alpha journey and... Um, yeah. Or hero's journey. <laughs> Alpha journey. Yeah, how you have to go through the hero's journey and um, go through bias training and all these things because we do bring our own biases into it and like that's inevitable. Mm-hmm. You can't not. Mm-hmm. Um, but acknowledging it and dealing with it. Yeah, and just working through it and practicing and seeing. Yeah, yeah. And actually, as you were talking earlier about the demon and I, that was one thing that I didn't see. Well, I kind of saw a little bit of it, but it wasn't as extreme as say um, Candace. Um, what was her Candace oh, Owens yeah. like in the Candace Owens class I was like oh my god levels of demon and I whereas he didn't his was not to that the, to that point <laughs> you know yeah and Candace okay Candace is also MF okay so I was just kind of curious about that but she has she has sleep last so her and I is yeah not, she's yeah. consumed plate last sleep yeah um so as far as animals what, what do you think uh difference between consume and play like in terms of gathering I have to think about this for a moment, um, especially because we're talking about S S E F I consume and S E T E play, and a lot of my sort of thinking about consume and play, especially recently, is have, have you know selfishly been on my own functions, and so these aren't these aren't them. Um, I saw the the way I saw it was the different. So the difference with uh, consume and play is that. The consume is S-E-F-I. So you're gathering in the new just based on your own internal decider and either what works for you or what you yourself really like and value. Um, whereas S-E-D-E, let's say, um, so S-E-T-E or S-E-F-E play is more sort of extroverted, like it's back and forth with the tribe. It's it's either gathering from the tribe and then giving back to the tribe. It's more like I always see play as like a ball game between I'm throwing it to you, you're throwing it back to me, you're throwing it to you, throwing it back to me. Whereas like consume is just like gathering in things. Like if there if you were in a ball pit and you're just gathering the balls for yourself and you're just kind of keeping them, <laughs> that's consume. Whereas play is like you're picking up the balls and you're like throwing them and I'm oh now you just threw me a new ball now I got to go in. And that that's kind of how I see the the difference between the two. Um, yeah. So you saw him more of that just gathering the energy? New experiences. And, and so another one, and again, I, I'm not sure how much of this is anecdotal because, of course, I always try to look at the why behind their actions. But, I mean, like he, he chose the Lakers because it meant something to him. He didn't choose it because he thought – that he would bring them a championship right away or anything like that. It was just like, um, there, there are sort of these marquee franchises in all the sports. So there's like, no matter what kind of fan you are, like I grew up in Cleveland, right? I grew up rooting for the Browns, but like everybody knows the Dallas Cowboys. Like that's like the football franchise. And like in baseball, it's the Yankees and in basketball, historically it's kind of been the Lakers. And so he picked the Lakers or so he says, some people say he also chose it because he wants to get into Hollywood and LA and everything that LA stands for. But like his reasons that he'll give you, if you ask him is because like he valued the Lakers. 
And so to me, it was like he goes out and goes and gets that sensory of like, I'm a Laker now. Like now you can buy a Lakers jersey that's got LeBron, you know, has James on the back. And I think like that's where I saw it was like his value, his FI value was attached to that sensory thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting. The other question, I guess, is. Well, I was just going to say, because the Lakers aren't good. <laughs> like, so, like, if he wanted to, I mean, no offense to anybody from LA, y'all, y'all know. I mean, come on. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're a Lakers fan, you know. Because, you know, a lot of people say, well, why didn't you go to, like, the Golden State Warriors? Like, if you could go anywhere, um, if it was just about winning or bringing a championship to a city, like, obviously the Warriors is, like, where you go. But that wasn't it for him. Yeah. Um. So the other side of seeing the Savior consume is that you saw consume above blast. Well, I mean, he blasts very well. So this was one where it's just the way the math works with the animals, honestly. You know what I mean? Because I had yeah. him as S-E-F-I. And so therefore, just because of the way OP works. Consume. Yeah, just because of the way OP works. Like, if I could have said consume, blast, sleep, maybe I would have said something like that. Like, if that's a la- if that had been allowed by the by the checklist. Because he definitely seems to blast really well. Um his blast is obviously activated and strong, but no, I mean. And NT. Yeah, and NT. Is one thing that I noticed that his blast is very NT. Like, when he does give his lessons, they're NT lessons. Yes, they are, which I really like. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I love NT blast. Yeah, so, yeah, I had the NITI blast activated because he's so comfortable teaching others and he the others respond to that. So it wasn't so much that I saw consume above blast. It was more just like my saviors yeah yeah okay yeah he's yeah and i think one thing that i definitely with the animals um he he just seemed so even keel for a play blaster mm-hmm. uh, but i kind of put that attributed that to uh that activated sleep in terms of him just kind of like winding down a little bit um and also because in our own behavior our spotlight is very often on our activated animal would you consider so you asked me if i saw consume above blast but what about yourself i mean because he could be a play consume the 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 play consumes and i'm one of them do tend to be a little bit more even keeled than the play blasters i i definitely thought about that i looked at whether he was play consume but i could not see him having blast or sleep last yeah i just did not see either (laughs) one of those both of those seemed so um he could he could have my animals though i mean he could be play consume blast oh but then sleep last yeah which yeah that doesn't make sense (laughs) i think i i mean obviously you're a good example of someone who does have sleep blast and is relatively balanced for somebody who has sleep sleep blast so it's not an end all and be all but i'm pretty like if he i feel like given how he grew up um and how early he entered the NBA and had the spotlight on him. Because, like, he was on ESPN when he was, like, 16. Yeah. Like, yeah. wicked young. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think if he had sleep last, he would just never have it would have been the struggle. breaks. Yeah. It, or it would have been. Yeah, yeah. We, we, he would have burnt out by now. Or we would be hearing him preach that of, like, I had to preserve. I had to learn. You know yes. what I mean? Like, that would be his message. But that doesn't appear to be the message that he's teaching, you know. Which is the question. So then, like, what is the message that he's teaching? What is the thing that he has discovered that has allowed him to get to where he is? Well, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I know one thing that, like, when other people are talking about him, they really – 
appreciate his authenticity mm-hmm. and how he just is himself. And I think in large part that is because of the masculine F.I. and that he's a double decider. Mm-hmm. So he goes back between the F.I. and T.E. really yeah. easily. I kind of what I saw him kind of teaching was sort of bringing that N.I. up a little bit more and, and talking about the connections between things and and. And under in the understandings behind things. That's back to his blast, right? That N I T E blast, where he would sort of like, he'd say he well, kind of actually that Trump example is one where he was like, well, this is what I think he's doing. Like, here's the connections that I've made on that. I think he's just taking what's popular and he's doing this with it, right? And I, I feel like that's what he was often teaching is sort of like the meaning behind the sensory fact, mm-hmm. you know. Like, there's, like, the sensory, but then let's talk about what that means in the background. Like, um, a lot of people asked him about the, the incident where somebody had sprayed the N-word, like, on his on his gate, gate you know? And yeah. so he talked a lot about, like, yeah, I mean, these are the meanings behind it. I had to kind of walk my kids through that, that no matter what you become, like, even if you're LeBron James, like, honestly, it's like, you can't be higher than LeBron James in his particular area. Like, you, right now, he is the yeah, top. Yeah. And yet this still happened to him. And so he saw it as a teachable moment to his kids to just remind them that, like, there's still going to be people who are just going to still see you as a black guy. Like, and that's a problem for them. And so they're going to do behaviors like this. Like, no matter what, no matter who you are, you could be Barack Obama, you could be LeBron James, you're still just a black guy, you know? I think that's one of the um, one of the things that I, that made me question whether or not I was seeing Demon and I, was that he saw this large abstract concept and... Um, and he was working with it. Controlling him. Yeah. And he was like, you know what, I can... I can deal with this. I can figure out a way through this. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be a game stopper for right. me. I think part of that is, like, you know, by the time you're his age, say, like, even by the time you're 30, younger, and you've accomplished the kinds of goals in the external world that he has accomplished, like, yeah. you're going to have your demons well on hand. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Whatever they yep. are. He's a, he's actually, he's a really great alpha in the, yeah. in the OPS sense of the word. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully they'll do a class on him or something like that eventually, because they haven't really yeah. they haven't really done any athletes or anything. And he's a good, as athletes go, a good current one to kind of get into and learn more about. You know, yeah. Okay, I think we've covered everything. Yeah, the modalities. I yeah. So you, yeah, you you talked about the masculine sensory quite a bit. Yeah, masculine sensory. We didn't talk too much about, I think we both agreed that he had masculine FI. FI and so, yeah, sure. yeah, I mean, he does have, oh my God, levels of FI. And so, like, I think, he, yeah. He knows himself. He know, yeah, he knows what he likes. He knows what he doesn't like. He knows what he values. Very, very clear on that. Um, and so I think th- I saw that a little bit more than sort of like the feminine um te but to your point like his feminine te is great like he is clearly movable with the tribe he can kind of work with the tribe yeah i think that double feminine uh nt blast is one of the things that allows him to be such a great leader yeah that's true you're right it is a double he, feminine he goes with it yeah 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 he goes with it and he just lets it do its thing mm-hmm. yeah well yeah whatever his type i was pleasantly surprised <laughs> by how much i enjoyed watching interviews yeah, cool. of him yeah and um uh, I ended up watching some of the HBO, The Shop. Yep. Um, and that was the, I only watched the first episode. That was that was quite an interesting show. And it was interesting. So back, I guess, to that consume versus play. Yeah. It seemed like he was um, in that kind of setting, kind of just rolling with the punches and going with it. Like he seemed mm-hmm. 
comfortable in that space. Yeah. And to your point about like, how do you what's the difference between consume and play? One thing I did notice in that in that show. And so I, I guess this is play because he was taking it in from the tribe because when someone was talking, I forget who it was. Ah, forget it. But but um, you could tell that he really listened to what that person said. Do you know what I mean? Like some yeah. people either low consume or low play, they don't actually, they're not actually taking in, you know, but like it was clear that mm-hmm. he was like listening to what the person said. Cause I, I want to say like somebody else like sort of misinterpreted it and said it the wrong way. And LeBron was like, no, 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 wait, that's not what he said. He said X, Y, Z. And it was like, oh yeah, no, you were paying attention. You were clearly taking I it I also in. think that's like mm, savior lead masculine. Essay. Yeah. Yeah will be like, I'm obligated to this. All you motherfuckers better be obligated to this as well. <laughs> right, right. Um, like, yeah, especially with the masculine punching. Yeah, song. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to take in the facts and I'm going to get them right. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah, I respect yeah. the and heck out of them. fight you on them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I also think, I, I guess back to the consume over play, like, because I think we talked about this in um, Us and Our Tidal Waves or in, in one of the episodes where we talked about our types because I have, so... Uh, I have consume sleep blast play which are the animals that you came up with for yep. him and in- initially I really struggled with accepting that I have play last and what it comes down to is which do I do first mm-hmm. like can I play before I've consumed and the answer is no, no yeah. I like I've, I'm a fish out of water if I try to play before I consume yeah. so like looking at LeBron that's a good point can he play before he has blasted or can he does he need to blast and then he can play or like you know those like, does, can he consume before he blasts? Yeah, I feel like he needs to consume before he does. I think you're right. I Yeah, I feel like it comes from a place of he's consumed first and then he goes out. That's that's the sense I get. Because um, even, even in that show, The Shop, like, I mean, he's obviously like the big name. But even in that, he was willing to kind of step back for a while in the conversations. Like, he didn't always just jump in and just be yeah. like, this is my show. I'm going to start talking. <laughs> You know, it was, it That's was very, true. very he, he took in and that, and that kind of is to the, the animals that, um, consume sleep is the deep inner world of taking in info and processing. I saw, I kind of saw that energy to a certain extent. Yeah. I saw a very, just very chill, chill. Yeah. vibe. Yeah. Very chill. Yeah. Everything about him. I never, it was really hard to get any peaks off of him and that tends to be, but not in a consume sleep kind of like. Mm-hmm. Dude, just say something. Yeah, so he wasn't uh, missing blast. But in a, yeah, yeah, or blast last. We shouldn't we shouldn't say missing, but yeah. Sometimes with the people who have blast last, it's like say something. Go ahead, it's okay. Talk. <laughs> You're like pulling it out of him. Well, all right. Do you have any more? He was fun. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Um, no, I think the I I think we did a good job i do think we're getting better though we're like we still haven't gotten the same type we still gotten the same but type, the yeah. only thing that we disagreed on here was yeah that's essentially whether he was savior of fire or savior te yeah that's the main and one. that kind of the the animals fell from the there because we both saw sleep and blast correct yeah yeah the animals just kind of fell because because of the math of the animals yeah exactly all right okay so you yay us. yeah yeah we're slowly <laughs> getting there eventually we'll get one the same <laughs> Uh, one of these days but it does go to show like how difficult that is um yeah i, I can't remember because i haven't i haven't re-listened to the 
science episode yet whether we talked about precision versus accuracy and just even oh no we didn't even getting the precision down of matching each other even if you're not accurate precision is hard (laughs) by itself it's very hard especially when you're talking about something like this. yeah very very hard okay uh so dear listener want to share your thoughts um you can do so on the objectively type subreddit there will be a link in the show notes also there we'll post our upcoming episode topic and if you'd like to try typing along with us um you can you can do so there thanks for listening to objectively typed with evelyn and versavia and until next time thanks